Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cami. Hey there, Cami. Hey, Bryant. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How have you been? Super fantastic. Thank you for asking. Yeah, absolutely. So, everyone, uh, Mystery, each week we pick uh, a topic in the lexicon of myth, legend, whatever you can think of. We talked about Vikings in Vinland, which was like the Canadian settlement. Fun little episode. Uh, and, of course, we talk about Greek myth. That's what we're going on today. In fact, that's what we're going to do next week, I think, too. But um, it's pretty cool. I was I was happy to do this one. We're going to be talking about Prometheus today. This isn't, um, I think, a well-known one, I would say, and not one of the more main ones. And uh, but it's also one of the oldest ones and, and really one of the, the deeper meanings. I was excited to read about it. So, Cami, why don't you just take it away? Sure. I, of course, used uh, Theoi.com for this. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it was a great summary. I don't like Hesiod, so. <laughs> really oh, no, really? I, I, I mean, it's just hard to read. I don't know. Sure, sure. But. <laughs> Prometheus, the father of man, who fashioned them from, from the clay of the earth and breathed his own life into them so that they may live freely and air. Prometheus, not quite a god, not quite a titan, but wholly a trickster and thief. Prometheus, duly punished for eternity. This is his song. From the days of man's beginning, their loving creator felt sorry for his creation, for they toiled the earth, sun up to sundown, to provide the gods with sacrifice. And he made a plan, for his name meant forethought, so that man would have the best of beasts of the earth for their own nourishment. He consulted with the gods and told them that they must allow for man to have some form of the animals they sacrificed to eat. And the gods agreed, so Prometheus killed two bulls. He placed the meat in one pile and the bones in another, and then covered the meat with the hide of the bull and the bones with glistening fat and then called the gods to feast. He let Zeus pick the morsels he wanted the gods to eat, and the king chose the pile of bones, thinking it was the best parts of the animals. When the gods began to dine, they realized the trickery, and Zeus decreed that man must live without fire so that they could not enjoy the meat they were now entitled. Prometheus saw how man suffered without flame, and he vowed to return it to them. He visited Olympus in the dead of night while all other gods were sleeping, and he stole from their hearth a single ember, which he kept alive by wrapping it in fennel and allowing the air to pass through his face as he hurried away from heaven. When he was safe again on the soft sands of the earth, he gave man his prize, and they were happy once again. But Zeus, full of rage, devised a punishment for man's keeper. He tied him to a rock in Tartarus and sent his eagle to peck out the immortal's liver every day. And when the sun set, the liver would regrow, and again the next day the eagle would feast, until the day Hercules was sent to slay the bird, and Prometheus' creation, and thanks for his sacrifice, offered up the liver of their slain beast upon the altar to satiate the gods. Thanks, Herc, for coming in <laughs> and taking care of that. Cammy, well done. Yes, I when when Cammy and I were discussing to do this topic. I was like, yeah, let's check theoi.com, T-H-E-O-I.com. <laughs> Please check it out if you're at all interested in Greek mythology because it is one of the best. It is so good. It, and it, and it, it 
is it's cheat mode for, for this podcast, which is not <laughs> that incredibly difficult to do anyway. But um, yes, so that is it. You you nailed the. I think what are the important parts? Um, Prometheus is is sort of declared as a titan, but kind of depending on where and how you look, he's not like a concrete titan. It's 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 weird. Um, but what he definitely did do was um, create man and steal fire for man. Now. We're going to talk because there's there's a, an important connection. I'll, I'll kind of give you a spoiler alert to next week's episode. We're going to discuss Pandora as um, she is essentially the first woman made. And this is connected to Prometheus and what he did. Now, I could I, – so I, I did not know the story of Prometheus. I'm aware of the name. There was like a movie in 2013 or something with Michael Fassbender. Wasn't it a prequel to Alien or something like that? I don't know. I might be totally off base, but I there was a movie called Prometheus, and I yeah, it was it was an alien thing, right? Yeah. So um, that, that the word was in my brain probably because of that movie, and I I could have guessed it was a, a Greek thing. However, reading through everything was really great, and I could not stop thinking about Loki, of Norse mythology. I don't know if you got that as well, and sure. uh, it, it's it's really. So I've read um, or I listened to the audiobook of Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology, which he you know takes um, famous Norse myths and legends and kind of makes them more palatable to today's vernacular. I would say he he kind of modifies them. There's no deep written sources. The, the sources for this story are are clear. Um, Aesop, sixth century BCE Greek fabulist, uh, Sappho. 6th century BCE wrote on this, and you mentioned earlier Hesiod. It, it's clear these texts are old, and, and there's depictions of Prometheus um, in 5th century pottery, stuff like that. So in, uh, in contrast, Norse stuff, not at all like that. Um, we might have like a rune somewhere that's really old. That's about it. But what we do have is the medieval era, so like 10th century and onward, um, uh, Icelandic sagas, that we've discussed just last week really on like uh, with the, the Vinland stuff and in it, it talks of Loki uh, screwing around too much and essentially getting chained until Ragnarok, the end times. And and it's so similar. And he's also like Loki's the trickster God. What I like though is Prometheus is he's, it's it's like Zeus is being a, a jerk. I actually wrote in quotations because I read it so much on Theoi and on Wikipedia. But Zeus in his anger, like I think it said that like eighteen <laughs> times. But Zeus in his anger, um, and that's what it is. It's 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 God being mad. It's it's the prime God being pissed off because people aren't doing what he wanted. I mean, it's it's absolutely wild. And but he commands him to. It's not do even this. that they're not doing what he wanted. Yeah. It's like they're they're not. They're, they they he doesn't want them to enjoy life. Yes, like. yes. And I don't. I, I we're gonna have a, a great discussion with Pandora because it's it's a. I mean, it literally goes straight into that when it comes to um, Zeus and, and Pandora. But um, to to go further, so th- I mean, that's that's really th- this is an extremely old. Uh, myth in greek culture it's very well established what's really cool again i've made the allusion to loki and you know if you've listened to those episodes snorri sturlson i've said that name too many times recently um he you know story we we talked about in episode two snorri was the guy who wrote some of the icelandic sagas he specifically wanted to make a connection between the like scandinavian kings 
all and Odin c- connecting them to Odin Thor and connecting Odin to King Priam of Troy and we know how that goes Ovid did it you know everyone tries to do this connect themselves to the ancient Greeks or at least the Tro- the, the Trojans who are you know even more glorious to some so th- this this goes this goes really deep and the cool connections though that are made other than the Norse ones are uh, the the Proto-Indo-European roots. Now, um, we've talked a little bit about this before, but there are our Vedic um, myths that are also related to, to fire. This is sort of like, think of, of, of Hindu in, um, and India hi- history, which definitely would have had a connection thanks to like Alexander the Great eventually. But um, wait, 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 Vulcan, that's the, that's the episode that we did with Peter where we made, I made these connections as well, where there are these deep um, roots between sort of like, um, I, I guess it's South and West Asia and the Mediterranean that these cultures kind of like had this connection because there's also a a fire theft um, in this as well. And so some people believe that there is this connection and how it's, it's sort of a, uh, I don't know who, you know, who, who knows who did it first, but it was these peoples. I mean, you know, these, we've said it time and time again, these Greek myths go way before these people writing it down in the sixth century BC. There was like a, a flood story as well. That went along with Prometheus' story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there are tons of myths. Um, he's he's got a, a long page uh, of stories, and yeah. So so remember when people wrote these down that you know these had been around for for ages. We've we've got evidence of like the the Gorgon. I remember being like an extra ten k years before like the eighth century BCE. So um, and it's just really cool because it looks like it's it's connected to these um, you know like the the Mesopotamia area and beyond had similar myths and so it looks like it was sort of a connection that goes really deep and interestingly enough the etymology of prometheus is is wild so it sort of literally means forethought and he even has his brother epithemius which means like afterthought and there's actually some like uh an argument there where it's not exactly that um there's actually um hesychus hold on hesychius of Alexandria was a was a grammarian or grammarian. Hold on, what does what does Wikipedia say? Grammarian. Thank you, grammarian. Thank you. Yeah, he's a six of the fifth or sixth century um, who kind of talked about him. He also he kind of gave us one of the best compilations of like uh, Greek the the Greek language, and um, so he gives Prometheus the variant name Ethas and adds, who, I'm quoting Wikipedia here, and, and whom others call Ithax, and describes him as the herald of the Titans. So there's that connection where it's like he's definitely associated with Titans, but may not be one directly himself, but definitely... He's like the son of a Titan. Yes, definitely a son of the Titan, that's right. And um, that kind of goes further with Pandora, too, when we talk about that, where there's a lineage there, but not like she's not a Titan. It's it's interesting. Um, later, a... Uh, a Hungarian um, classical philologist of Greek mythology, um, Carol uh, Karenyi, um, I, th- I hope I'm pronouncing that right, s- sort of further studied the name, and uh, they remarked that the names are, are not transparent, and it, it may be different readings of the same names while Prometheus is descriptive. So the idea, the forethought idea. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. And, and I'll uh, I, like I'll allude to this when we talk about Pandora too, because that's sort of where Epithemius is sort of like tricked, 
And so maybe it's it's the forethought afterthought. You know, he had the forethought while Epithemius did not. You know, he it wasn't until after the fact that something happened with Pandora. So it, it's just wild. Um, my last little note I'll make is the history of him because in art, Prometheus is sort of depicted as a champion of man. I mean, obviously creating man, giving man fire. What would we do without that? And also, but then like being like a betrayer of man, which that'll, I'll connect that more into Pandora. So for next week, um, but, but being, uh, you know, being like against Zeus, you know, you don't want to be against Zeus. Like, so there's, there's been this positive and negative sort of flow. And then it, there was a Renaissance revival, um, Shakespeare, uh, Othello, um, actually calls, says the phrase Promethean heat for someone who's died. And so it, it, it kind of comes back in a, in a positive light. There's some great art that's done in the Renaissance era that kind of brings back that negative connotation. Again, the, the beginning, the bringing man to life, it's very angelic and, and positive. So I just thought that that was really wild how there was a sort of a, a dive, uh, a wave of positivity and the negativity, depending on kind of when and where you were and how you saw it. And, and even um, there was a Byzantine, uh, a 10th century AD, uh, lexicon greek lexicon that references the the suda is what it's called and it um sort of makes an illusion and kind of ties it to christianity in a way as well and there's also like a connection with pandora there because there'll be some pretty obvious stuff so really enjoyed this story and i remember enjoying our discussion with vulcan when that we did that was a volcano episode right that we had wasn't that what we did right the vulcan yeah i'll try to link it in um in case you want to listen to it it was really fun and I just remember thinking it was really wild because that had a lot of connections to like Asian territories and cultures. And that, that word had a really deep root that wasn't just of Roman. It, it was much deeper and, and much more historic than that through like oral histories around the area. And, and that's what's going on here. And so the, the story of Prometheus is certainly older than what it may seem. And, it's that that the, the the gift of fire to man, stealing it, importantly too. I think that's really the wild thing: stealing fire um, and giving it to man is like the really crazy part. So really loved it, um, Cami. That was a great story. Uh, like Theoi.com. I <laughs> love them. I wish they could sponsor us. They're they're just so good. Check if, if you just want to take some time. The thing that they do great is they. They give you the greatest they, – they tell I, – I literally have just like a little section from them called Sources, and it tells me who and when wrote about it. And then you can look and see who, when, and what they wrote. They've got the translations there, and it's just great. It's, it's an extremely um, awesome source that will give you tons of info if, if you really want to go into like the more specifics of it. So – I think that about covers it, Cami. Uh, did I miss anything um, regarding the story that you want to add? Well, if you did, we can always cover it next week with Pandora. Yes, yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm really like biting my tongue here because I I I'm going to we're going to carry this discussion over. <laughs> um the the story of Pandora will be out next week and it's it's like extremely well connected to this and also has um multicultural uh influences that go beyond like what you would just say just Greek or just Roman. So uh please look forward to that. And um yeah, I think that's about it. I, I really wish I didn't see as much um Norse kind of connection. I'm guessing Snorri literally just knew the story and was like, you know what? 
Loki. Loki's going to be Prometheus. (laughs) That's probably what he would have said. But all right, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, Remember, you can watch this on YouTube. Uh, We've got our Facebook group is one of the best ways to kind of get in touch with us. Um, All of our links are in the description below. Our link tree has everything. We've got our Discord. We've got our Threadless store. I think that's it. Yeah? Did I do good? Yeah. Instagram? You covered it. MySpace? Do we have a MySpace, Kimmy? I'll make it. Okay, good. We need to get it. (laughs) Just for fun. Get back on it, okay? (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, um, thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time. Oh. Oh. Steel fire.